GeekCast Joe here. As some of you know, I'm a morning person. As all of you know, morning people are the worst type of people. For help dealing with people like me, I recommend a switch to Death Wish Coffee, the world's strongest coffee. When you're checking out, be sure to use the discount code GeekCast for 15% off your order. Who knows? Maybe you'll become a morning person too. Death Wish Coffee, now available in the App Store and on Google Play. Hello, friends. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash geekcastlive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, guys. Rob Bass here. Just wanted to let you know that if you like our podcast and want to support us, be sure to check us out at patreon.com slash geekcastlive. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geekcastlive. What's up, everybody? GCR here asking you to head on over to iTunes and subscribe and review our show. And then follow us on Twitter at geekcastlive and retweet the hell out of us. I promise that if you do, I will eat this entire grapefruit. I'm not kidding. I'll eat the whole thing. It's a trap! GCR and with me as always, Rob Bass and Joe. Oh, uh, the, uh, the 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 Nikolai is, is gone this week. He's at a Mel Tillis uh, memorial. Man, that's I and uh, uh, a ladder wouldn't have even helped me with that. What? The Mel Tillis Memorial Concert joke? Yeah. The, the fact that I stuttered while I was saying it. Which one? Well, well, well both, but but specifically the, the, the Mel Tiller joke. You know what's funny is that Mel Tillis stuttered, which is what's funny about that joke. When you ever <laughs> talk about Mel Tillis, you want to you want to give like a like a like 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 a like 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 a like like a like a like a stutter joke to it. It makes it more. Uh, uh, Authentic. Uh, Authentic. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I can't just let you get it out because I know you're not actually a stutterer. If you were a stutterer, I don't think I could. I think I could patiently wait. But <laughs> no, uh, Nick is uh, Nick's in Las Vegas actually, uh, spending his his hard earned podcasting money. Uh, wait, where's he? Where's he getting the, this fucking podcasting sauce. money? <laughs> uh, on the street as he stands talking to a crowd probably with a hat with his, with his change alms alms for the poor yep some sort of open guitar case and <laughs> but no guitar no, to be found guitar, anywhere no. no he's air yeah. guitar and, and finger and finger gun <laughs> god you and you could get paid you could get you could get paid you could you could get paid on the corner of vegas by doing that i guarantee it i saw weirder shit while i was there the corner of Vegas. Yep, I didn't. Yeah, the Vegas. Yeah, the corner. The corner of the Vegas. 
<laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the, the Vegas. The Vegas is right next to your hyoid bone, actually. A lot of times uh, when they're performing the autopsy, they'll say, like, we know he was strangled because the Vegas and the hyoid bone have been broken. That, what, what was that other one? The, the hyoid? Hyoid? Oh, the, the hyoid. Okay, that makes sense. H-Y-O-I-D. And that's right next to, like, the thyroid, right? Mm-hmm. It actually is pretty close to the thyroid. But that makes sense, it's right actually. Next to the, uh, it's right next to the vagus, which is also God. the name of a bone in your inner ear. Man, I feel like Maddie is just cringing through the force right this now. This is the thing that we're going to do right now because I know the answer. All Can right. you guys name the bones of the inner ear? There's the... Mine are all named... Frank, there's the the eardrum and the uh, and oh, the uh, you guys, you guys can't name and the drumsticks. You guys can't name the bones of the inner ear. We don't hang uh, out with an auto. There's all there's day. the drummer of the sticks. Um, there's a uh, Nikki Six. Nick, um, Nikki Six was not a member of Sticks, but yeah, but it it, it was close enough. Um, <laughs> Stevie Nicks. Uh, Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Stevie Nicks, also not a member of Sticks. Uh, man, I'm going to run out of things that sound like Sticks and Nicks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Barry Hicks. Mm. I don't know who the... I, don't know who the I, I made that one no. up. I, che- I cheated. I'm sorry, guys. It's the, uh, the Incus... Malice and Stapes. Hmm. Those of you keeping track at home. Those were the members of Styx? No, those were not the members of Styx. <laughs> those were vanished societies in the Amazon rainforest? No. No, there was the Incas, the Mayas. Ah, oh, sorry. The Incas and the close. Mayas. You're <laughs> close. Nikki Six was a member of Motley Crue. And. Stevie Nicks was a member of Fleetwood Mac. Ah. Those of you who keep track at home. Neither of which being members of the Sticks, as Ryan has informed us. No, Nikki Six was not in Sticks. <laughs> Have you seen the members of Sticks lately? Lately? No. I can only Sticks. assume now they I'm look. Mixing my, now I'm mixing my <laughs> metaphors. Have you seen the members of Motley Crue lately? I'm assuming they're looking just as good. Oh, boy. I'm sure yeah. they've aged like Lindbergh the- cheese. <laughs> in in a hot flavor. sun. Mick, yeah. Mick Mars looks like a like a leather stretched over too much shoe. <laughs> uh, uh, that explains the metal bits just picking through his face, like poking through his yeah. face. Yeah, the rivets. Yeah. That hold his cheeks on. See, I always just thought he was a cyborg. Little did I know, he's actually a shoe man. Mick Mars? Yeah, he's a cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> Where's oh. Nick when you need him? <laughs> oh, man. Mick Mars. Quick, somebody say, somebody say something disparaging. Well, uh, about what? Anything. This whole thing has been disparaging. This podcast. It depends on who it's been pointed for. <laughs> right. Oh man! Uh, so speaking of well, let's speak about speaking of disparaging. Let's speak about disparaging things, Rob. Let's do your do review. 
All right, so we should probably go ahead and preface this. Uh, we are going to go ahead and uh, uh, we all took a chance to, to watch the latest in Game of Thrones. Uh, and I've really, really wanted to have an opportunity to talk about it. So that's going to be my due review this week. So if you haven't watched it, uh, you should probably pick a random point later in this podcast to uh, hopefully try and skip this bit. So, uh, man, I'm, I'm trying to think of places to start that, that's not the, the end. Um, well, I'm pretty sure that's the only thing that happened in the show this week. Yeah, it's, well, it's the only important thing. There was that. There was a half-ass king's mood in there that, like, <laughs> oh my god, that it made me really like half-ass man. And, and here's the thing: like the Yara thing was cool. The Theon, like watching Theon, kind of like find his non-existent balls. Um, yeah. and, and, and like, look at me, I'm, and I'm iron and born again, just for like a second. Like right. I support my sister. She is your queen. Cool. I've seen better scripted episodes of Teen Mom. And and, and here comes bigger Theon and like, like just, just fat Theon and like, uh, like trench coat and and broodiness and all. And no eye patch, no eye patch, uh, which, you know, whatever they, they've already like shown that they don't give a shit about that with the three eyed Raven. Who's not Brendan rivers in my opinion. And doesn't have three eyes. uh, Who doesn't, who also doesn't have three eyes. What the shit D and D, or even only uh, one, for that matter. Right. For, more importantly, but anyway, so like that thing, like that, w- whatever. I could kind of overlook. Like you didn't cast the character that, to to look exactly like the character in the book. That's fine. They did the same thing with Dario twice. Um, they had the mountain that was the the the, the most slender mountain you've ever seen. Like Slender uh, Man. Right. Mountain. Well, it was like, it was like, like the tree. Well, it was like Slender Mountain. Yeah, he was he um, was like creepy pasta mountain. Right. <laughs> So the th- it, it, it's not like they haven't, you know, <laughs> the it, it, it's <laughs> God, that's excellent. Uh, it, so it's not like they haven't kind of, you know, miscast things in terms of appearance before I, I, I can look overlook that because whatever. Um, but then he's like, uh, wa- like swaggers and saunters up and Yara's like, oh, I got this shit figured out. You killed my dad. And then there's a gasp and a sudden Ooh. silence. A hush falls over the crowd. He lines up. And then, in one swift punt, he tells everyone, not only did I just murder your king, my brother, grabs his crotch, uh, <laughs> I also am going to build the greatest fleet ever on this barren island. So go chop down the trees that don't exist, and we're going to start making boats. And then, after we make these boats, I'm going to take all of these boats that we've made. I'm going to sail to the other side of the world, to some bitch you guys don't even know. And then I'm going to take... That was fairly anti-feminist, actually. To some lady that you don't even know. And then I'm going to marry said lady. And then I'm going to rule Westeros... With dragons. And everyone's like, you killed our king. You're going to take us across the world to someone we don't know. Euron! 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 (laughs) And all I wanted to do was put a bullet in my fucking teeth. Where do I sign up? What's amazing is that the, uh, like, the 34 people on the island that I guess had a ticket to the king's (laughs) move or, um... We're the only ones who cared to be at the King's Moot or right. whatever. Right, because that's not a big deal or anything, well, you know. Oh. 
Well, there was the, only so much space on that one little outcropping of rock. Yep, well, right. They showed up and they were like, "Like, hey, so what? Like, what's going on?" And they were like, "Oh, it's Kingsmith today." And they're like, "Oh, okay, cool, Kingsmith." And they're like, um, "Let's just see how this plays out." <laughs> right. Well, they're like, "So how does this work?" And, and they were like, "Well, somebody just got stepped aboard." Well, and, the two, the the only two Greyjoys that have a cl- like a claim or a cock, they're gonna go ahead and uh, put their names forth. Well, and just, uh, after that, we're gonna we're gonna just uh, we'll we'll pick one of them that doesn't make sense. Well, no, it's, they said like they said like so so how does this work? And they said like I don't know. Somebody's gonna go up there and say that they're king. And they were like, oh, okay, cool. And and it was like, oh, oh that that oh that there's Yara doing that thing. And oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, she's got my hope. Cool. Yeah, Yara. Yeah. And, and, then, and by the end of it, and then it somebody made else sense. showed up and they were like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, cool. Uh, Yara got my hope. Uh, uh, totally uninformed. The the, the Greyjoys are the prototypical American voter. That's what I found out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The, yeah, the whole Euron just got up there and went nine eleven, and they lost the goddamn. Here's the, here's the thing. He, he's the fucking Donald Trump as of right now of Westeros. Uh, he did. He just he just went up there. He and, just, and he like. Uh, we're going to make the Ion Islands great again. And then it, They're going to be so great. We're going to make the, a fleet. It's going to be huge. I, it's going to be the biggest fleet in the world. You see, I do not have spot. small hands. You see these hands? Hands. These are perfectly bigger. normal sized hands. These hands are bigger than the cock he doesn't have. Okay? Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> are you with me, people? Okay? It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Our boats are going to be huge. Okay? And they're going to be the best boats. And she's a woman. Okay? So come on, right? Right? You're wrong. <laughs> oh, bless you. That was God. Fantastic. That was that was. And then the Euron, excellent. and then like the the like the really the cringeworthy like the Euron dancers came out and they did their number with their like I'm <laughs> just started twirling. I'm a little teapot yeah. and this is where my key is and it's it was <laughs> <laughs> it was just it, and that's the king's moot according to Benioff and White. Right. Well, and I loved. I loved how. I mean, that was that was the damp hair. I assume they actually. Yeah. He was. He's. I believe he's actually accredited in IMDb as Aaron. I thought so. No objections. No. Yeah, yeah. No. He actually looked the part. He actually acted the part. Like that was cool. I like oh, right. that. And like I. No, no, no. It, yeah. It just. It was different from the book. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. No. I. I. I don't That's disagree. The issue that I, I have I, for, as much as any of it. You could, have, you could have maybe uh, uh, alluded to the fact that he was the damp hair and that he was also Euron's brother. Yeah, right. no, that would have been all, that would have been kind of cool. As long as anybody whose last name is Greyjoy. And what's so what's so interesting? Here's what's so interesting about the King's Moot is that there's a what is there probably seventy thousand people on the Iron Islands? Sure, let's say seventy thousand people. Thirty four of them got tickets because there was apparently only thirty four tickets to the King's Moot. Right. Makes sense. And all the other ones said like uh like uh when Yara and Theon came rushing to the harbor, they and they said like man the boats and get out of here very fast. They all said like uh yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, I will totally disobey my as king. As long as we're getting time and a half, man, I'll do anything. <laughs> and that was kind of what it was like that none of them Yeah. And then like like Euron like they drown Euron, he comes back. Uh, he trudges up the hill back to that one, the King's Moot outcropping, apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, off in the distance are like seven thousand boats. Now, right. right, you know what was actually the most amazing thing to me was uh, that 
everyone in Westeros who wants to be king has the exact same size head because there's never an issue with crowns fitting. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I've also noticed that. Not even when they're that. made of wood and there was an unexpected thing that happened today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's, that's funny. Not even when they're made of wood and there was an unexpected thing that happened today. That's true. That's fucking true. Now that being said, uh this is incredibly impossibly unlikely, but if the writers were fucking god awful, um they uh this would be an opportune moment to go ahead and introduce Victoria. I totally agree with you. Who's because that? he's not in the show. <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> god uh which you know why he would have missed the king's mood is beyond me but it, it would be you know look they're sailing off and they're gonna go meet up with the rest of the iron fleet and they're gonna talk to the iron fleet's captain oh look it's this guy in giant metal squid shit it makes you wonder like because we obviously if, we have no idea where where the story's going right where are where are Asha and Theon heading with their fleet? Are they deciding? Wait, like, are they? Gonna, I'm sorry. Who? Who oh, in sorry, Theon? Yara. Ah, <laughs> oh. I, I feel like they're trying to get to Marine first. That's what I'm wondering. Are they trying to get what to Marine first? What a terrible fucking call. Well, they're gonna get there. They're gonna tag the walls well, and well, yell, well, "All the oxen free!" And it's gonna mean did, that did, they won. Did Euron's just gonna go home sad? Did Euron even mention Marine? I think he just said. I think he just. No, I don't think he said. I don't think he said Marine. So, so where the fuck are they heading? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Are they going to just go to the Westerosi mainland and say like, "Well, this is our home now"? <laughs> right. Right. Or, or God, there's no good way. Are they going to? Are they, they going to join? They'll probably forces? stop at Dorne, where where stories go to die. Are they going to join <laughs> forces with Jon Snow and his army of the North? God, I doubt it, and I hope they don't. Uh, yeah, I don't see it. I don't know. Ugh. It's completely unpredictable. It's it's like I like I said in the the text after I watched it. They treat the Iron Islands like a secondhand Dorne, mm-hmm. like. It's it's a storyline that they seem to barely care about, and it wouldn't surprise me if they just pissed people off enough that they just decided, oh, they all died in a storm on their way to the across the sea. We never see Asha and Theon again in the show. Right. They just go away. Yeah. Hoping that people forget that it happened. Right. Why can't Peter Baelish just go back in time and make the show better? That's a really good question. I was going to ask it, and I'm glad you got there. And who is his companion this season? Have we figured it out? Right. Uh, Pearl Mackey, I think. <laughs> I hope it's not that annoying redheaded woman from, like, season 10 and 11. <laughs> Karen Gillan? Uh, Billy Piper. What's her name? Amy Pond? Amy Pond. As long as it's not Bad Wolf. Oh no, that's that's. Oh God, she's blonde. A story, a storyline. I still don't understand. And I'm not that dense. Much, much like anything Peter Baelish does. Yes. I just, I don't. Did you guys see the pictures of the Rolex he's mm-hmm. sporting in several of the? Well, that's well, it's his, it's his time turner. Mm-hmm. 
that's how he can move across Westeros so quickly because time and plot. Right. Well, he moved forward into the future and teamed up with the Children of the Forest to uh, be part of the Age of Silicon. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Joe, in our text block? Uh, he travels via plot hole. <laughs> yeah, he uses plot holes. He's got a, an, intri- an intricate working knowledge of plot holes that he can travel to. A plot hole to me, it seems like a plot hole is like a, it's almost, it acts almost like a port key. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like a wormhole, except you just can't help but get really angry at it. Right. Uh, there is a and it's glaring. That, no, his accent keeps getting worse. Right. Well, it, cha- <laughs> well, it changes due to uh, plot hole distortion. Right. Right. I can't even I'm trying to think in my head how I would do a Peter Baelish accent and I can't. Right? Here's the thing. If oh, you just make H. it up, it doesn't oh. matter. That was that was Christian Bale as mm-hmm. Liam Neeson, I think. As <laughs> as Aiden whatever his name is, as Peter Baelish. Gillian. Right. Yeah. Oh. oh, and they just offhandedly mentioned that the Blackfish has retaken River Run. Right. Yeah, what the That's fuck is up way. with that? I mean of I mean, all the things that you could not show us, you spent all that time killing the people in Dorne, and you could have shown the Blackfish retaking River Run, right? Yeah, Spawn Land. So weird. It's so weird. It really is. How about um, the really touching scene between Danny and Jora, and? Uh, now shifted into third wheel position, Dari or Dario. It's so Dario. Me with a stone man laced spoon. It's so it's <laughs> so weird. It, like, okay, first of all, like I've just thrown this out there. I've got a spot of stone man on my wrist. Okay, which I keep. Uh, um, uh, the first thing I do is I have someone make me some sort of uh, bracer or vambrus to wear around my wrist from maybe. Uh, elbow to wrist, some sort of thick leather uh, hide of some sort to to make sure that no one can touch my stone man arm. Right. Uh, I then, uh, as it, uh, uh, or or I cut my arm off. Yeah, that's actually the first thing I do. And uh, and I just am, I'm just a one handed guy, and I, right. I cauterize that shit, and I I just I fight one handed, and I'm just a one handed guy. Well, it's not even like it's his main hand anymore. Or, follow me here. Mm-hmm. I let it take me over, and I just become a stone man. Right. Which, albeit probably isn't the greatest, but um, you're still alive, and uh, you're just a stone man. Yeah, and if you stay in stone man's land... You'll uh. Anyone can be you'll, king. You'll, you'll just you'll just do stone man things sure, with other stone man people. I'm sure they moot like the Greyjoys. <laughs> you just they moot all na- the time. They just name yourself king of the stone people. Everybody moots, but, but, but instead, the weird part about that scene was, like, uh, Jorah the Andal, you're not allowed to leave my service. I did not command you to leave my service. And yeah. he saw, and he stops, and she says. I command you to leave my service. Like, what the fuck? Now what's his story? What is, cure, is he gonna cure yourself? Are we gonna, gonna watch gonna go him find Aegon? God, and come back with no cure for stone skin, 
and like another Targaryen relative. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Oh. He's obviously, I mean, he's Let's... obviously playing the John Connington role. That's what it feels like. Yeah. So is he gonna? Is is he? He's going to go search for a cure. They 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 put that like story thread out there. He's a subplot now. Right. That has to be buttoned up, or it's an incomplete show. And, right. and heaven forbid well, they do and that. Say what you will, though. They're yeah. gonna, I mean, I think they're going to try to button that. I think they're going to try to button that up. You know what they really should do is get that crazy new priestess to make him up a shadow arm, and now he's the new Victorian. Just cut that some bitch off at the elbow and give him a shadow monster arm. Hmm. That would be better than him being fake John Connington. Like, let's not even get into that storyline that I know you'll botch. Well, I think it's too. I think it's too late to get into the storyline of there's another. Right. There's a hidden Targaryen, and and that's the thing is that we are six seasons in, and they just did. It's the never met. stopped them from rushing plots before. Well, the thing though is that I don't like they they, they have the wrong guy doing it. Here's a guy who has pledged his whole life and, and, and just recently his love to Danny Targaryen. He's not going to then say like, oh, well, I'm going to back this guy and get him on the throne instead of uh, Danny. So right. later. That's a very fair point. I don't actually. think they'd have Jorah do that. So that so then it raises the question, if they leave out the the John Connington story of with young Griff and all that. Where what are they doing with Jorah? Are they going to have him go to to go to Valeria and I hope find the, the cure? God, please and don't the magical horn for training dragons. I, I I have no idea. I'm just throwing things out there now. It's just I don't know what they're doing with his story. Or are they going to have him like try to find the cure and then realize that? Uh, the cure is just her love, and he had to come back. And I don't care if I die. Who is he? Ben I, I, I hope he goes to search for this cure, and he dies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I actually... <laughs> I'll toast to that. All right. Doesn't matter how. Doesn't matter if Danny ever even finds out about it. Now, before we talk about the Hodorogen, should we... Should we first talk about Bran and the implications are that he's yes. some let's, sort of let's go ahead and let's go ahead and talk he, about Bran. I think it's a good like place all to start. the bad parts of the Sentinels mixed with Professor X. Yes. At this point. And you I know what I do like though is that he seems to have regained control of his eyebrows. Yeah, well they had a <laughs> that someone in the marketing department had his, got a his eyebrows team. had an epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> right. He was standing underneath the fucking ticket oak, and the ticket oak said, "You should do something with the eyebrows, bro." <laughs> and and then the giving the giving tree gave him a pair of scissors. Yeah, and all was good. Just went for it. Mira just fixed it while he was out one time. Yeah, just she couldn't stand it anymore either. Right, it was really bucking the shit out of her. So I've got this theory that it's the, it's the I'm going to call it the Great Brand Conspiracy. Okay. How is Kellogg's involved? <laughs> he purposely got himself pushed out of that tower by Jamie Lannister because he knew he had to become a 
paraplegic so he could make it to the to the 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 ticket oak and become professor xavier see i i wouldn't even given this like all of the information we've been given thus far um with bran now be able to see the the past the present and the future in a perfect world as long as he has access to the giving tree um he can obviously have some sort of influence over the world around him, whether it's him, you know, trying to say something to his dad and his and Ned Stark turning and looking at the tree, um, or whether it's Blood or uh, Three Eyed Raven uh, sending Brand dreams. He's he's obviously got influence outside of this, so he could have easily just set the stage. For, like if he becomes this all powerful being that they're kind of setting him up to become for whatever reason. Um, or even just like finds another giving tree, um, he can like create untold paradoxes. He can influence the world how he sees fit. He, he can continue he on his Peter path Baelish to ultimate power. Right, exactly. Or, cool. or like, like even at that point in time, though, like if Bran can do this shit, you're basically implying that Bran can like influence all time everywhere. What the fuck else in Westerosi history has he influenced? Was he the original Bran the Builder? Did he cause Ares to go mad? Did he, you know, uh, what what the fuck else can and will Bran do? Like that's that's terrifying. That's giving way too much power to any character in the story. He's got to die. What are you? What will you become? Well, and that's where I, it's it's like the time traveler's paradox. At a certain point, you have to become the time traveler. And if there's things leading up to you becoming the time traveler, you have to be responsible for that. So, exactly. so he had to have he had to have known at a certain point in his life he would have to have the the air quotes push to become Bran at the Ticket Oak to learn the powers of Professor Xavier to be able to influence all of time and space. To get to the ends hey. of his means, and it would continue. It would constantly. It would cyclically move itself around to having to always get pushed, always get pushed, always get pushed, always get pushed in order for everything to stay copacetic. Because without a time traveler, you can't have a time traveler's paradox. So he has to have an origin story. And so mm -hmm. he has to be responsible for himself. Well, and they're going to turn that into a, a, a three-part movie, the origin story. I also <laughs> forgot to hand out our perfectly fitted tinfoil crowns before we started talking <laughs> I know, about I this. Didn't my brains weren't prepared for this. Preston, <laughs> Preston Jacobs is happy somewhere. He's I, I, I uh, God, he's spitting in probably he's spitting in an office chair somewhere, right. just gleefully cackling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the moderately imperceptible jack off noises. Uh, yep. Fap, 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 fap. <laughs> so I just I I I, I don't know. Like uh, it's uh. It's weird. It's interesting. I don't entirely hate them giving this power to Bran, but that's like, that's a lot of power to heft on one character because that's, uh, I, I don't know, like that, that, that's almost just like, uh, now I can just kind of start overwriting plot and. Well, he's almost I've, become as powerful as Jar Jar. God, Darth, you're not wrong. Darth, yes. Darth Binks. Yeah. Darth, <laughs> Darth Binks. He's the key to all of it. But now. You, now, you want to talk about 
um, like with great power comes great responsibility. Imagine living the rest of your cyclical time traveling life, knowing that at every time you come across this junction, you're going to have to kill Hodor. Right. Because let's be honest. Hodor didn't kill Hodor. Also, no. knowing that no. Hodor knows. Hodor knows he's about to die. Watch that scene again. And watch it. No, when you watch it the first time, you think it's just Hodor being Hodor. He's scared. He's like a child. He's got like a child's palate and he's scared. But watch it again, knowing that he knows he's about to die and that he has no control over it because Bran is going to take over his faculties and make him stay there until he's ripped apart by whites. That's terrifying. Yeah. And, and sad and wrong of it, Bran. Here's the thing. I, uh... I tried to watch that scene for a second time today just to go through and, and see it again. Um, I I really legitimately couldn't do it. Like, I, I think that might be more, like, probably one of the most heartbreaking scenes that I've probably ever seen in television. Like, especially on Game of Thrones. Like, Red Wedding, I'll watch it time and time again. I have, I, I threw a fucking party for the first one. Uh, Ned Stark getting his head cut off. I'll fucking cheer because I know what's coming after that. Uh, fucking anything. Like, any event that you can name in Westeros, uh, it, it has not hit me as hard as watching that scene with Hodor. Like, Bran rendered him retarded. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, that's, that's evil. That is... What the fuck? Like, that's... That was the, the, the most... He wanted... Walder wanted to grow up and be a knight. He was a sweet boy, damn it. Yeah. He was a good boy. He was so... He didn't... He didn't... He couldn't have heard a fucking fly. God, you know what's crazy? So, Old Nan was his mother, right? Yeah. And she unknowingly basically raised Bran. Yeah. With all of the folklore and stuff that he uses to get to the wall. Yeah. And get under the wall and all that stuff. Yeah. It, just so he would travel back in time before any of that happened to mentally disable her son. So that he would have a dragon so, to carry so him to, around. And so go, that he To the nuts! <laughs> um, so, to clarify, I, I, I don't know if this is right in the show. You guys could be right, but I know in the books, I'm pretty sure she's like his grandmother or great-grandmother. I can't remember if that's the same in the show, but I um, think they might have just cut out the... In the show, the, I think they imply it's his mother. In the book, okay. I'm pretty sure it it's sort of one of those things where they're not sure what his relation is to old Nan, but they think either it was a child in her very old age, which is why he's simple, or that She's his grandmother, and he was just kicked by a horse real hard in the head. No, turns out he is the way he is because some ups, lordling, some upstart lordling took over his brain, retarded it, and then used <sighs> his, his bran-addled body as some sort of, some sort of doorstop until death. So he could selfishly get away on some sort of, some sort of uh, reed esque rickshaw sled dog thing, right? 
Like it's 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 an it's un- haunting, it's an unforgivable act. For even Brent. accidental, even accident. It's a, it's a, it's unforgivable, even in its accident. I told I it, totally agree with you. And watching that scene with the knowledge that you have, watching it again, knowing that he he knows he's going to die soon, and there's nothing he can do about it. His whole life, he was just saying, "Hold, hold the door." Hold, hold the, the door. door. Hold the door. Hold the door. Like, I got to hold the door. God. And watching that that kid who 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 played Willis um on the show. Um that was uh, 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 just amazing acting on his scene. Like I I I cried that whole scene where he was just seizing on the ground there. Like wept. Like it was Game of Thrones. It it was it was heartbreaking. Like that was god damn that was sad. And I I just want to watch like the Hodor cut of Game of Thrones. Like cut all, like all of everything else out. Only the scenes with Hodor leading all the way up to that. So I can just wallow in self pity and sadness for a while. Ugh. it was brutal. They didn't do a lot right. In fact, they did a lot less than a lot right, but that scene was just well executed. Can I bring us out of these doldrums to end, yes, to end, to end the do review real quick with a, please do. Uh, this thing I found on 9gag? <laughs> okay. It's a, a Game of Thrones guide by someone who doesn't understand the show. Awesome. We'll start with Sansa. Uh, this is Sansa. Her role in the show is to bitch about everything and nothing at the same time. Anytime she's on camera, she's on the verge of tears or has a resting bitch face. So what if you're forced to stare at your decapitated dad's riding head that was impaled on a stick? Who cares? Arya. This is Salsa's little nomad sister. She gets sassy with literally everyone. I'm not joking. Her catchphrase is telling the god of death not today. Of course she learned that from her teacher, sassy dancing Mexican sword guy. But he isn't that important. (laughs) Sam. This Chipotle-eating mouth breather is Sam. He is stationed at some wall in case the country is invaded by some evil zombie snowmen. His hobbies include crying, falling, falling while crying, hiding behind rocks, and running away from his problems. (laughs) Bitchy, Bitchy blonde dragon brother. This is bitchy blonde dragon brother. BBDB gets a major boner whenever he has to introduce himself. He wants to be a king. In case you forget, he will be sure to remind you in every single scene he's in. He got this tribe of savage Hawaiians to agree to help him fight to reach his goal. <laughs> God, that's awesome. This tribe of savage Hawaiians. <laughs> awesome. I've never read these before, so this is funny. Dandruff, a.k.a. Danny. <laughs> this is BBDB's little sister. Her real name is too much effort for me to remember how to spell, so I'll just call her Dandruff or Danny. She takes over where BBDB left off. She goes by Dandruff of House <laughs> Targle Blargle. The first of her name, <laughs> Blood of the Middle-Aged Viagra, blah, 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 blah. At, at least it wasn't Kelsey. She has, she has dragons that she exploits to get whatever she wants. Other than that, she just wanders around getting people to follow her. Slutty Red Riding Hood. This, <laughs> this hot piece of ass is hardcore as, as Huck. SRRH gives birth to some evil demon shit baby that goes off to murder immediately. She didn't even breastfeed the thing. If you don't think that's the tightest shit, then you can go headbutt a knife. 
<laughs> when she isn't shitting out hellspawn mud monkeys from her demon vagina gun, she can be seen flirting with yet another guy, bitching about wanting to be king. Hold on a second. First of all, go ahead, but a knife is awesome. That's really good. <laughs> Secondly, when she isn't shitting out hellspawn mud monkeys from her demon vagina gun. <laughs> yes. Theon. If Neil Patrick Harris and a catfish had a child, which they then beat against the wall, you would get Theon. <laughs> he spends most of his time failing at ruling a city and complaining about it. After nearly getting circumcised to death, he is now some guy's dickless bitch. I think his potato-faced sister is going to save him or something. I really don't know. <laughs> uh, sassy walking thumb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? If I were to say sassy walking thumb? I'm assuming Tyrion. <laughs> no. The spider himself. Oh, that was my next guess. <laughs> That's See, even funnier. Him giant baby. Another victim of surprise circumcision, this manipulative Snorlax is known as a spy master or some shit. He is so overwhelmed with the sass, his lips are permanently pursed. I'm sure he's important, I just don't care. <laughs> Bran and Herder. This is Bran and his Pokemon Hodor. <laughs> I really hate this kid. He gets shoved out of a window for not appreciating some live porn and gets crippled. I did not want him to die as much as I did when I found out that they were going to that's so Raven the shit out of his plot. Yeah, Bran has special eyes. His visions aren't even cool. What does he see? Fucking birds. As for Hodor... He's as interesting as a piece of cardboard with a sock stapled on it. I just want them to both die. Oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> You're as interesting as a piece of cardboard with a sock stapled on it. Untoasted white bread. Marjigley. Good God, I would do so many Lannister things to Marjigley. The only thing sharper than her manipulation skills are her grandmother's cheekbones. <laughs> By now, you should all know that she can't hold on to a husband worth a shit. I understand her character completely, and there isn't much to explain other than she wants to be queen. I just needed to include this 10 out of 10 piece of yum in my list. <laughs> Seesaw. Heavenly Father, I come to you today because every time this incest-loving scarecrow's twin brother catches her eye, she sins all over her panties. She's flooding her knickers, Lord. Do we need to build a dam, Lord? Brother Lannister has been sending her his regards, and as a result, they created three beautiful flat-faced screaming banshees. That's all you need to know, since she just storms around being douche lord up until recently. I have never been so flaccid in my life. <laughs> uh, I think there's only a couple more. I'm sorry. I think these are really funny. Am I? Are they not funny? I'll no, stop. These no, are, these are good. fucking excellent. King Joffrey Barfelthrop. Fuck this yep. screeching, cum-guzzling shit spit. He's 30% Ellen DeGeneres, 10% Amy Poehler, 60% spoiled milk. This picture was taken right before our king was mollywopped across the face by his alcoholic horse dipping goblin uncle. <laughs> it's an insult to both Ellen and Amy. I wanted to like him since he tortured salsa regular, regularly, <laughs> but then he has to turn around and remind us that he can outbitch her. When he screams, it sounds like he's passing a kidney stone made of shattered glass. <laughs> Clifford the big bearded motherfucker. <laughs> 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 yeah. They call him the Hound, but I like my dog related name better. 
He'll serve you solid look. He'll serve you solid. Look at his lightly toasted face with a side order of fuck the king. <laughs> He's traveling around with Arya, putting up with her sass, threatening the country's chicken supply and other non-important things. Shamu of Tarth. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. Jesus Christ, it's the planet Jupiter wearing a dress. This chick is 300% woman, my favorite character by far. She pledges her life to that one gargoyle Stark woman who sounds like a chainsaw when she speaks. She originally <laughs> fought for that handsome gay king who was murdered by Red Pooh's baby. So yeah, she's got some baggage. <laughs> God, that's funny. That's all. That's I thought that would be hilarious. a good way to end our Game of Thrones. Uh, that reminds me nicely. that I forgot to bring up how much I love the Tormund Brienne shipping. I love shipping that relationship. Do you really? Oh God, I, I love mean, every part of it. At this point in time, I think I've come to realize finally that the shows and the books aren't the same thing, and the show is just fucking terrible. Uh, so I'm completely okay with the Tormund and Brienne thing. That's probably one of the better changes that's coming out of all of this. Everything else is just slowly, slowly getting gutter fucked into the ground. I just, I love how he doesn't, like, know how to flirt. And that she's just disgusted by him. It's amazing. I just want to find... It's amazing to watch. I just want to find anything in life that I can look at the way that Tormund looks at Brienne. <laughs> like... A, a whiskey, a steak, like a, a woman, a dog. I don't like. I, I, maybe not a dog. That's that, that could be a little weird. Yeah, that a got, bear. That got strange. A bear. Um, that's just, funny. It's so good. <laughs> so, so, so I, bandwagon. I'm happy to be on. So so overall, I guess, let's go ahead and shoot for it. Out of ten, what did you guys think for this episode? I can't give any episode of the show a ten. I uh, seconded. Or a, uh, or a, yeah, or a, no, seconded. Or a nine. Yeah, I, I would give this episode a solid like like relative to the other episodes, not relative to anything. Yeah, else let's go I've ahead. Done. Let's go ahead and go with relative to Game of Thrones, just so we're Game not of Thrones season six, like the current season. Game of Thrones, whole of it, entirety. It's a seven. I would agree. Man, I would go, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair enough. That's a C. Yeah. If, if only because of the Hodor scene at the end, mm -hmm. like that, that really just was well crafted, well executed, like well written. All, all of it was just well done. I agree. Uh, so yeah, I would give that a set. That's 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 fair. I'd give it a seven. Everything else was average at best. Um, at worst, it was pretty fucking bad. But uh, that 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 last scene really, really uh, between the CG and uh, me bawling my eyes out, uh, really hit home. Well, good do review. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Um, Thank you guys for for tagging along with me in this adventure. Oh, no problem. Uh, I, I, I now have some news that I hope you guys didn't already see. Uh-oh. And I intentionally didn't share it with you in the hopes that you didn't see it, so I could get a, uh, um, an, uh, just, a, just an honest, uh, off-the-cuff reaction from the two of you. Okay. I'm gonna read it, yeah. I'm gonna read an article 
um, by uh, Kendall Ashley, uh, who writes for The Nerdist. And, uh, and uh, this is the article. I'm going to skip to the poignant part so we can get through this and get to the discussions. Groovy. Captain America has always been a paramount symbol of truth and justice within the Marvel Universe as the ultimate good guy. know about this. You do know about this? Yep. Rob, how about you? Uh, keep going. I do not. With a name like Captain America and a costume that is essentially a giant American flag, he was supposed to represent the best America had to offer. I mean, the character was launched in 1941, bearing an image on the cover of Cap literally punching Hitler. There are a few things you can do with the character that'll say, this character is a 100% good guy. Quite as clearly as draping him in your nation's flag during a time of war and depicting him punching one of the most evil people who has ever walked the face of the earth. Turns out, all of that was essentially a load of crap. Why, you ask? Because Captain America is actually, and has been all along, an extremely talented and loyal Hydra plant. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Marvel's own Nick Spencer and Tom Brevoort dropped the bomb on all Cap fans that Steve was recruited as a young man and had been working for Hydra from day one. They go on to say that this is not a clone, not an imposter, not mind control, not someone else acting through Steve. This really is Steve Rogers, Captain America himself. What the shit? <laughs> right? In the new Captain America number one, it will be revealed that Captain America, this whole time, through Civil War, through Civil War II, through the Infinity Wars, through all of the stories that we've read about Steve Rogers, the whole time he's actually been Hydra. Um, well, damn. I don't know how yeah, I feel ahead. about that. Yeah. And apparently they've they've been uh, recently in the last couple of years they've been writing in all sorts of hints that this is the case. Like uh, ever since 2014, when the current writer of the the comic, the current whatever they call it, showrunner, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, since he's been in charge, he's been leading up to this. Wow. Yeah. So. Also, first off, he is not dressed in an American flag. He's dressed in a Puerto Rican flag. <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest but man I, I don't know I, I'm weirdly like I'm intrigued I want to know where they're going with this I don't know if I care I mean I guess my biggest complaint about Captain America has always been that he's been a boy scout so I have absolutely nothing to bitch about but this is weird like I'm will uh, I'm willing to give it a go and try and uh, uh, look into it and see how this story plays out. I'm very interested, but wow, that's a that's a hell of a fucking left turn. Yeah, well, it makes me feel like the current writers understand Captain America like Zack Snyder understands Superman. <laughs> fair, absolutely fair. It makes and, it makes and, you wonder though, is what uh, what does uh. Well, and how long are they the going character? to? Oh yeah, I mean, ugh. right. Well, and what does it do? Does it do anything to the character in the movies? I couldn't tell you. Right, I don't know. Well, here's my thing. So let's say you're the Avengers, you sit around Avengers Mansion, right? And you've got this history of Cap doing Captain America things. You fought Thanos. You fought Galactus. You fought 
You've you've stopped other planets from from colliding with Earth. You've uh, you know you've done all these things with Cap. And he comes out and says, uh, "Like, yeah, I got, I got something to tell you." And 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 Stark probably says, "Like, you're gay, you know? We right. all we all know." And he says, "No, I'm I'm Hydra." Doesn't Tony say, "Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah." <laughs> Yeah, and then right? and then like how many times does Steve have to come out as Hydra before they? What does he have to do to make them believe he's Hydra? Probably build a wall between the U.S. and Mexico. Well, I'm just it's, I'm serious. God though. No, damn. I know. But serious? No, I have no idea. That's I I don't know because that would be my that would be my reaction. I would say right. I would say yeah okay yeah yeah uh, guy who killed Red School, guy who did this, guy who did that. Sure you are. Hey you, you hey, hey Natasha, you hear this guy? He says he's Hydra. Right. And then what does he have to do? Does he have to kill Tony Stark to become to bear people actually? And then what is he? Does he is he actually the leader? Wouldn't it be a thing where like if he actually came out as Hydra, wouldn't you say like, wow, okay, so what are you like Hydra Man now? And they and then he'd be right. like, yeah, and you're like, okay, so are you still like uh, fighting crime? And he'd be like, yeah, and he'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> and then that would be the end of it. And then right. like it'd be awkward for a little bit. Right. Well, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think Steve Rogers is Captain America anymore. Anyway, I think it's the the mantle's been passed over to uh, Sam Falcon? Wilson. Sam. Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. So is now Steve Rogers? Is he going to become a big bad? Is he a big villain? I don't know. That just feels. And weird. I'm really curious. The article that I read talked about how he's been. Um, he's been kind of old Steve Rogers for a really long time because the Super Soldier Serum finally wore out. And what I wonder is, is this all about, has he quote unquote been Hydra like in big quotation marks because he's going to try and get his hand on some special, you know, reserved serum that they've had and he's going to get a hold of that, turn himself back into young Steve Rogers and then do whatever he wants again and be Cap again? Or what does this mean? What are, what are the implications? Or is he? How is he going to deal with this? Or is he Hydra? Like I'm a soccer fan. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every four years, hail Hydra. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or is he? Or is he? Is he like? Uh, I just don't like the entirety of the Marvel universe. He would say like, "Yeah, I'm Hydra now," and they'd say like, mm, "No, nah. no, you're not, Steve." Nah. Sit down, Steve. Sit down. It's like those breakup texts you see on the internet. I'm like, yeah, we're not dating anymore. Nah. Ha ha. ha. Nah. We're still a thing. Like, no, I returned your sweater. Nah. No, nah, we're still, you're still my girlfriend. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you're, you're going to jail for murder and. Right. It's a whole, they make made for TV movies starring Rob Lowe. It's. Right. It's a whole thing. I did. I just, that, that was. News I saw today, I don't know if it came out today or if it's been a couple days old, but I saw that today and thought I, I needed to keep that secret to get an actual reaction. I didn't want to, I wanted to try to keep it as uh, off the cuff as possible. Now, I have a friend who is like the world's biggest Captain America fan who put out a uh, Facebook status today that was like, well, I guess I can't read Captain America anymore. And I was like, what is that about? So sorry to spoil it. No, you didn't. God, you didn't spoil anything. I'm glad you're in the know. Yeah, I just, uh, God, I just really don't know how to feel about that. 
That's really weird. Like, Tony start going off and playing the villain every now and again. Like, that makes sense. Like, he's an asshole. He kind of does what he wants. Like, that's that's fine. That makes sense. But, man, Tony? Really? Or fucking Steve? It would be like finding out that Natasha Romanoff is actually a Stepford wife. Yes. That's actually, yes. Absolutely. Took a minute for that one to go ahead and sink in and try and she likes cookies. Make relatable. She's on the PTO. She's never actually killed anybody, and she's quite fertile. (laughs) (laughs) This got weird. It really did. Scarlet Witch actually doesn't have any power. She's just been using mirrors and lights to do everything. Yeah, she's just everyone's just been playing along, and she changes her name to Charlatan. Right. Uh, you know, and then she has a, 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 a like an organ grinding monkey who's her side. It's just a what? Is, where, do, where do you go from? I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool thing because right, it, it's an interesting it, it, development. It's a, right. At any rate, right. It, it's the first thing that I've read of, like I've heard about Captain America that makes me want to go out and pick up the comics. Like as much as I love the idea of reading about him punching, like fist fighting a plane or punching Hitler in the face. Like, I know that he does that, so I don't really care. But there's a part of me that's like, okay, but he's going off the rails, right? I mean, like, he's not going back to the carpet store anymore. And it's, I don't know what to do with that. It's very, it's like, I think you put it best. It's an interesting development. And you wonder, like, what, you know, like DC has their new series coming out, Rebirth, which I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited about because I, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to engross myself into that. Um, and as far as I can tell, and I could be way off, but it seems to me like what they're doing is they're almost doing not new origin stories, but like new, like Batman number one, where it's going to reset, it's going to reset the Marvel un- or the DC universe with these rebirth stories. Like there's a new green lantern and she's a woman. Um, and then like uh, Batman knows the Joker's identity That'd be neat. It'd, it'd be cool. The thing I like best about the idea of rebooting Batman is that he doesn't uh, brand that large Hodor fellow in Detective Comics number one anymore. Well, they're reissuing. There is a new Detective Comics number one as part of this rebirth series. So right. I'd, I'm just saying they're they're probably not going to release a comic with him using a plane to like lynch a large oh. mentally <laughs> slow fellow. <laughs> Like he did in the original Detective Comics number one. <laughs> um, but then one of the other things, too, with the DC Rebirth, which I think is cool, is that uh, on the, the last panel of one of the Batman pages, uh, he finds a smiley face button. And so they're actually bringing in, like, the Watchmen. That's exciting. Into, like, DC canon. Oh, yeah, it's because... Uh, Apparently, Doctor Manhattan plays a, a a massive role in how things either like uh, how things are getting kicked together. I guess is the best way to put it. Well, that's cool because the the Watchmen, while a DC property, were never. I mean, they were never. Yeah, they were never mainstream DC. Right. They weren't ever part of the shared DC universe. Right, and now they are. They're they're. We're gonna see like we're gonna see the comedian and Rorschach. That's I'm exciting. more excited for those two than I am for like uh, 
geekier Batman and uh, oh, Doctor, Arnie I can Bird, do whatever Bird the fuck Attorney I want. Or whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's his name. What a, what a... Space Ghost. What a horribly mishandled movie that was. Yeah. But Malin Ackerman, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Right. How about the super awkward sex scene that will never let me hear Hallelujah again the same? <laughs> Like ever, I feel like I didn't watch that movie like you guys. I, 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 I don't know what's going on here anymore. <laughs> and then there were flames that got shot out of the space owl. Did they yeah. really censor it heavily on Nick at Night? Oh, oh well, if they played it, if they played it on there, then yeah, it was on absolutely. It was on I was just messing with you. Even even still, listen. <laughs> I mean, they had the Cosby show on Nick at Night. I mean, it can't be. Right? <laughs> they they all had some of my special barbecue sauce. Look how all the women are sedated. That's an that's, actual... I'm pretty, that's a real that's episode. That's actually... Yeah. You knew that, Rob, right? Wait, are we talking about the Cosby There's show? There's an yep. episode of the Cosby show where, like, all the women are, like... Wow, I was actually just shooting in the dark, but... The <laughs> No, there's an episode of the Cosby Show where all the women are like uppity and kind of at their like they're like yelling at their husbands and boyfriends, and Doctor Huxtable the whole time. Bill Cosby is in the background. He's like, uh, at the end of the episode, uh, his wife says like, "Well, they all calm down, you know." And he's like, "That's because I put a little something in the barbecue sauce to make them all do the dip the pop the pop." And then it was like laugh track, Cosby Show. There's actually an episode where Bill Cosby drugs the women in his family with drugs so they calm down and it's it's disgusting. Yeah. yeah that's weird as shit. Yeah. It really is. It's Ugh. it's it's life imitating art or other way around, I guess. Art imitating life. It's so Jeez. weird. Right. This has been a weird yeah. episode. It really has been. <laughs> Joe, what are you geeking on this week? Shit. <laughs> no. Rob, what are you thinking on this week? Every week, Joe. Yeah. Every fucking week we do this. <laughs> I was prepared and then I forgot. I was a boy. I was but a now boy. I'm a bat. <laughs> he's just sleeping. <laughs> tuckered out. He's all tuckered out. Tuckered out. <laughs> oh, Commissioner, uh, you're back. Where'd you go? Where's the commissioner? Scary face. Where's the commissioner? What? Oh, God damn it. Uh, I am geeking on a new uh, system that I have found and been playing around with. Um, it's called uh, Shadows of the Demon Lord. And it's basically Diablo, but the pen and paper. And it's pretty fantastic. And really grindy, and uh, it's a it's a really really interesting way to to set up a system. You guys will have to play it with me sometime. But um, I uh, I am playing this goblin whose name is Newt, and uh, I ended up joining our session a little late today. Players had progressed uh, beyond the first level, so uh, they were like, "Oh, here's some coins and stuff, and you can just go ahead and join the party." So I got some, you know armor and I got myself a little knife for my little goblin and then I bought 22 corgis <laughs> so I can uh, 
So that way, whenever I inevitably get into a fight with some kind of demon lord or something that's just big and terrifying and I'm probably going to die, I have just a massive amount of warm bodies that I can just use to kind of buy myself a little bit of time. So, Corgi Army 2K16, Shadows of the Demon Lord. Check it out. It's really awesome. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. fantastic. What's neat is you can chop them together and use them for a raft if you ever need to, because corgis float. Uh, they, I've already used one to pass off a curse. I've already used one, or I've used two to uh, walk past some guards. Um, so it's worthwhile investment uh, anytime that you're playing horror dungeon crawlers. Uh, definitely by yourself, just a, a horde of corgis. That's awesome. Uh, Rye, what about you? Well, uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, the new show on AMC that premiered uh, Sunday. Uh, it's called Preacher. Ooh, I haven't seen it yet. I've heard really good Based things. Based off the, uh, the Preacher comic book. And let me tell you, it is a... Uh, it runs the risk of becoming my new favorite show. Ooh. Wow. It Strong is, words. Uh, it is uh it is a uh, real good real good real good hmm. uh are all you familiar right. with the preacher comic books at all no cuz i'm not i f- i feel like i've probably seen them at castle before but i've definitely never picked them up and flipped through there's them. a character named uh the Ars- preacher arseface <laughs> awesome who has some sort of birth defect or something to where all the skin on his face is puckered into a little, like his mouth is just a circle, and all the skin, he looks like a butt, it looks like a butthole. And his name is Arseface. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's, it's a, uh, uh, it's the story of a, of a character who is a, he's a preacher who, uh, uh, enlists the help of a vampire to, uh, help him find God. And that sounds uh, awesome. It's uh, it's really it's got a great a couple great fight scenes in it. Uh, it's really good. It's uh, find it on AMC dot com or YouTube or something. Watch the hour and a half uh, episode of Preacher, and then uh, you'll you'll tune in every week. I almost guarantee it. If I had AMC, I would definitely do that. Uh, I... Talk to me after the show. Okay. No, I just mean like in terms of tuning in every week as it was happening. Huh. Oh, okay. But Joe, what are you geeking on this week? I am honestly, I'm geeking on the fact that I'm done with school for a little while. I've been sort of just a vegetable this week. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek, the original series, which is really, really good. Like just unbelievably good. Like I didn't know how good it was before. And uh, I regret never having watched it as diligently. Um, for, for many years now, I've been wishing there was an American doctor who, and there is, it's called star Trek, the original series. <laughs> it's really, I really like it a lot. Uh, the other thing that I found, uh, today, uh, as I was perusing the interwebs, the internet webs, uh, letter Kenny, uh, on YouTube is a great channel to follow. And, uh, oh, it's hilarious. It's these, it's these two Canadian guys in this kind of like hick-ish suburb of Ontario and uh, it's amazing. They're very funny. Their accents are just 
I'm usually annoyed by the Canadian accent, and it it is somehow I, I don't know what the word is, but it it adds to it really well. Magnificent. Yeah, yeah. So if you get a chance, Letter Kenny, L E T T E R K E N N Y, problems. Yeah. And uh, they actually go ahead have and a just show. look uh, look up the cold open to go ahead and just kick it off. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So truly worth it. It's good stuff. Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. Yeah. Okay. I think I sent you guys some links earlier today. But. I think you did too. I just haven't had a chance to watch them. Yeah, they really. They're it's. I may play a little bit right now, just because it's here. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was called. Letterkenny consists of hicks, skids, hockey players, and Christians. These are their problems. Hockey players from a produce stand the other day. Hi. I believe it's just a still baby. Not sad. Wayne? How are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Hey, Katie. Go home, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> nice onesie. You coming men? Well, I think you come in men enough for all of us. I think you better come in my... I mean, you better come... I think you better come say that to his face, you fucking hicks. Nice execution. You're doing terrific. Hey, I heard about <laughs> your breakup, buddy. Sweetie, sweetie, what, uh, five years, right? Oh, uh, you're, uh... High school, sweetie, right? What's it to you? Pretty cheat on you, buddy. That's a real kick in the knackers, bro. Just a real ouchie, bro. It's too bad she taught you not to fight anymore, buddy. Because that's a fight on site for you and her new guy, buddy. Fight life for life, bro. Maybe if you'd ever been in a real fight, you might not be so keen for another. What'd you say? You heard me. That's enough for now. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's just it, It's excellent. Fucking, Maybe fucking watch it. Maybe if you'd ever been in a real fight, you wouldn't be too keen for another. What'd you say? <laughs> You heard me. You heard me. <laughs> and I love, uh, uh, he sounds like a uh, like the old timer from the episode of Rick and Morty where they're on that planet of Hicks. <laughs> that purge. Oh, it's just, it's just yes. so great. I, everything about it, I, it's, I love it. So, well, I anyway, will, I will check it out. I that's uh, that that made me giggle. I'll check that out. So, and they're real short. It's like two minutes. So, yeah. I blew through like their entire channel and like <laughs> it was great. Oh man. Well until next week, guys. Yeah. Um David Bye. David Plugs. Stay stay for the plugs. Hold the door. Oh stay for the plugs. Beat me to it. Hold the door. I was gonna say hold the door, you beat me to it. Hold hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. That's, I'm sad again. I am too. Go to the plugs. Get out of here. Leave. I'm done recording now. If you have listened to the show before, you are most likely familiar with the guys from Wayward Raven. And if you haven't listened to the show, you're going to have to just trust me on this one. These guys are the best and have some kick-ass wares over at waywardraven.com. So head over there and check them out. Use our discount code NECKBEARD and save yourself some dollar bills. In a poll where Professor Xavier, Luke Skywalker, and Garfield the Cat were all asked, what is their favorite coffee? 
None of them answered because they're all fictional characters. But if they could, they would have said Deathwish Coffee, the world's strongest coffee. Be sure to check them out at deathwishcoffee.com and be sure to hit them up on the iTunes or Google Play. Check out Deathwish Coffee. If you like what we do and want even more of it, support the show at patreon.com. Patreon is a website that allows listeners like you to support your favorite artists, musicians, and high-functioning creatives. So head on over to Patreon and search GeekCast Live today. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the GeekCast Live podcast. For this week's Bit of Bass, we have a remix of Zoo's Faded by Casper. Enjoy. Thank you. 